Chaos. This is the show by the fans for the fans. And if you are new to the show, uh, we welcome you here. And uh, we do this every Sunday. We go live after the league matches are done, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the regular. And if you want to join us when we go live, uh, you get the amazing pleasure of us calling out your name publicly that that you're here, which which is why I think most people don't use their real names. So I... (laughs) as not to end up, you know, like losing their job or their friends or anything else like that. So we welcome Salty to the show. I know that that's Juan, so sorry. Uh, Wigarindum Leviosa, I think that's a Harry Potter, a Harry's on Pot uh, reference or something like that. Uh, Spivey, Paul is here. Sooner is here. Uh, King Ian is somewhere here. I, I've seen him in the chat. So, uh, yeah, when we're, uh, when we're doing this live, you can jump in. You can uh, hop onto the chat while we're, uh, you know, chatting here tell us what you think about what we think and if you want to uh when there's time or when we have one of the shows there's a call in option there as well where we'll take you in i, I laughed so hard at ben trying to pronounce oh, sorry i i never did the harry potter thing i just never i tried watching it as a you know full-blown adult and i just couldn't do it i i couldn't get into it i you know, so I guess, and I'm totally fine if you hold that against me. I'll take that as a badge of honor. Uh, and of, of course, always joining us when we're live is our friend and yours. Back all the way from Colombia, we've got Christian joining us. Christian, what it do? What it motherfucking do? Can you hear me okay? No, I can barely hear you. Okay, hold on a sec. <laughs> It sounds like yeah. like when you when we normally have you on the show and then you walk into another room. That's what it sounds like. Oh, I got some. I lost my uh, ear pods or whatever the fuck they are in Colombia. As a result, I had to buy some new ones, and I'm not really happy with them. Uh, <laughs> it's neither here nor there. And back to that Harry Potter thing. You never read it because you're not a fucking nerd. <laughs> I was screaming, but nobody could hear me, and I realized then that probably my earpod things weren't working. Anyways, yeah, what it do? I'm back. <laughs> is there a is there a chance that uh, if you can either like disconnect and reconnect, or just use a phone or something? Because it's still it's really really quiet. Wow, this is ridiculous. This is my phone. All right, I'll be back in a sec. All right. Well, with uh, I'll do a little bit of house uh, housekeeping while we're uh, while we're waiting for Christian to connect again. Yeah, <laughs> and all kinds of uh, smart assy comments. 
in the chat as uh, as is expected. This is why we love you guys. Um, so yeah, if you want to reach out to us otherwise, uh, like if you're not uh, a part of the show or you don't join us when we go live, you can find Christian on Twitter at SVW. O-M-Y-T-F-C, myself, at Not Easy Green. And you can uh, send larger bits of mail if you want to, to uh, Not Easy Green, 2017 at gmail.com. As always, you can find everything that's happening around here on the link tree. Uh, you can find that uh, link to the link tree uh, in the show notes. And then I usually, it's uh, even if you go to the website where the show is hosted. Otherwise, it's linktree backslash verna l-a-n-k-t-r dot e-e backslash verter n-a and i got a message from king ian here that starting tomorrow there is a 20 percent off store-wide uh deal happening so you have to use the code everything 20 uh all one like no spaces everything 20 put that into the coupon area um and there's another one i say coupon and my wife says coupon so there's an argument to be had. I think it sounds ridiculous to call it a coupon, um, but whatever. The uh, Everything 20 coupon, use that uh, and get 20% off. So uh, let's try and uh, see if Christian's got some volume here. All right, how about now? No. On, this is ridiculous. <laughs> All right, well, it's good. I got a few other things to, <laughs> to talk about. Honestly, it's everything you've come to expect from us. I hope it's everything you've come to expect from us. Yeah. Uh, so probably if you guys do uh, want to jump into the Verter community and you're not sure where to start, the Discord's a great place to do that. There is a live chat that happens during all of the games. Uh, so depending on where your stream is at or whether you're watch or where or how you're watching it, um, you can definitely jump on to the Discord and join us for the live game chat, which is always every single time something hilarious happens there. <laughs> and this last time, probably the funniest thing that I've seen yet uh, was the Christian Grob. <laughs> amazing. Absolutely amazing. So the, 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 uh, the uh, obviously the, the Scharfest S in Germany, uh, German kind of looks like a B or a, you know, yeah, an uppercase uh, B. And somebody used a, a lowercase B when putting Christian Gross's name into the chat. And, well, that just took off. And it was honestly, I haven't laughed so hard in a long time, calling him Chris Grob and talking about the various uh, <laughs> country albums that he's inspired or <laughs> written. Oh, and the best one was, uh, was what oh, was that? It wasn't Bob Dylan. It was Grob Dylan. That's... <laughs> <laughs> so funny so yeah I, who was it that i think was in the ch in the chat here who did the uh who did the uh, the typo there uh roach yeah <laughs> oh that was the greatest thing ever uh so that that happened so definitely uh Honestly, it's it's some funny stuff that happens in the chat every single time there's a game. So so check out the Discord, sign up for that. Even if you want to just join for the games, it's a lot of fun. Christian, three times a charm. Oh please, Jesus! No, Christ, can you hear me? No, I'm barely. Lose it. This is fucking <laughs> retarded. I literally have no clue. Oh my god! All right. <laughs> and he's gone. All right. Well, we'll. Uh, <laughs> 
I get, you know what? Hey, this happened the last time we had uh, Mike issues with sooner. Now we got Mike issues with Christian. Uh, but apparently Christian at least has the excuse of somebody in Colombia holding them up and uh, stealing his AirPods or whatever it is he's been using. App or something like that. You still can't hear me, can you? No, I can't. God. But I, I, we can. We just really got to lean in. Like, <laughs> I can hear you loud and clear. Like, it's it's ridiculous. And I don't understand how my phone uh, wouldn't even pick it up. Uh, well, we had we had this exact same issue with uh, um, can't remember his name now from Germany. Why is it slipping me? Ralph, but our Arna? our man there from from Germany, Arna. Uh, he had an issue oh, like the, my phone because uh, this is like I like this is a fucking brand new phone too from Canada, uh, <laughs> not like a gas station hobo's phone that I just found or something like that. <laughs> Okay, well, we will wait patiently for you and see what happens. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, I guess there was uh, one said the other option. You might be able to like switch it to on speakerphone or something. It might be a little bit difficult. We might get feedback, but it might help. And uh, while we're doing that, we'll welcome Dustin to the show, joining us a little bit late, but still on time in our world. So thanks for uh, thanks for being here. Uh, we are currently experiencing technical difficulties, which happens every week, so nothing new. Uh, what we're going to do, I'll maybe bump to the, uh, you know, we talk about share your story with us a little bit. And, uh, you know, it's uh, last time we jumped it up uh, in the queue. And today I think we're going to do the exact same thing. So something we've been wanting to do is hearing from you guys, uh, our listeners, about how you became a Verter fan. Because, I mean, for the most part, everybody lives in North America. Uh, and so usually it ends up being a unique situation why you would choose or pick a team like Verter Bremen to follow. Um, so we want to hear your unique story. So make sure you reach out to us uh, so that we can share that with, with the rest of our listeners and the people on Discord. So you can send those to noteasygreen2017 at gmail.com or DM me uh, in the Discord. So here we've got one from Spivey. So thanks so much, Spivey, for sending this out. Uh, and so Spivey says, I first started following Verter late in the 2015-2016 season. I had started dating a girl uh, from Langvedel. I hope I said that right. Small town just outside of Bremen. Um, so I started following Bremen casually. I had loosely followed the Bundesliga for a few years prior. The following year, I began following more seriously and regularly, and it hooked me. Thanks to thanks to Gnabry, mostly. With my new addiction to Bremen, I found RFW, Christian, and others on Twitter to interact with. I went and visited and fell in love with the city and the stadium during the winter break. Unfortunate timing, I know. But as time went, uh, went on, my girlfriend's visa ran out and she moved back to Germany. I joined her in fall of 2017 and finally got to watch some games in the Visastadion. Most memorably, the Pokal win against Hoffenheim in October. While the relationship didn't last, my love for Werder did. I blame my lasting fandom on the fact that I've been a Detroit Lions Tottenham Hotspur uh, and Tigers slash Rockies fan for a long time. So I am used to a lack of success. <laughs> Poor man. My favorite players during my time as a Verter fan are Gabriel Selassie, Cruz, Zlatko, Megastein, and Clausen. So thanks so much, Spivey, for sending that out. And like we said, if, uh, if there's others of you that have got a, a story that you want to share about how you became a Verter Bremen supporter, uh, then definitely reach out to me share that story because uh, again every one of them is a little bit a little bit unique christian <laughs> uh, how about now that's a little better you know we're gonna we're gonna work we're gonna work with it 
Okay, so there's also something I was looking this up. Well, uh, there's a thing where you can... Uh, so I took off my case on my phone. Like, that should fucking matter. Um, you can, apparently can change the volume levels as well. Like, there's a, a volume boost thing on your end, supposedly somewhere. So where you do a... Yeah, I don't know. On my end? Yeah, uh, supposedly. That's what it says. Android audio effects. If you're using Android 6.0 or higher, you can also choose playback speed, um, something or other. Yeah. Fuck if I know. You're the techno genius here. Well, when you whatever you just did there, leaning in, then I can kind of hear you a little bit better. But uh, on I my side, just move the phone up to my mouth. There, hey, yeah, if you speak into the microphone there, that works really well. Holy fuck, this is so dumb. Uh, <laughs> I can have new. I can have new headphones for next next episode because I can't believe this is a fucking thing. Anyways, what it do, motherfuckers? I'm back. I'm. I'm doubly as irritated that I'm in Canada and not somewhere nice. Uh, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so well, tell us, uh, yeah. Tell us a little bit about Colombia. Uh, it is a beautiful country filled with, uh, incredibly, incredibly kind people, uh, especially Medellin. Uh, they're known as the Pisces. I guess that's what the local folk are called. Uh, and astounding. And when I say this, I mean, uh, just absolutely astounding amount of incredible looking women. Um, after a certain amount, you just sort of become numb. You're just right. You just assume everybody's that beautiful, and then you get back to Canada. Oh, and, you're, and I'm in Toronto, dude. It's not like I'm in a fucking small town or something like that. Um, <laughs> and everybody's yeah. so friendly. Like they're chatty and they're kind, and they take time out of their day. And then and they steal your AirPods. I honestly fucking that's fine. If you need to steal my AirPods just to continue doing what you're doing, then fucking teeth them. It's not a problem. Uh, food was great. Weather was incredible. I get to I got to catch some local uh, soccer. Oh, what else? Um, met some great people. Yeah, I think I, I and to be honest, I, I'm already thinking about going back. I'm just trying to think of what I would do slightly differently next time. Anyways, yeah, it was an incredible trip. If people need tips. On Medellin specifically, holler at me, please. So everybody wants to know, did you visit uh, and, and see or ride any cocaine hippos? Uh, <laughs> to be honest, I did go. Obviously, you're going to go and do like I was kind of hesitant, but my uh, one friend's like, just go and do it. And, and Escobar tour and they address the cocaine hippos, which, by the way, are breeding at an insane rate right now. Like, I think they started out with like three or four. And now they've got like 120. Even the hippos are hot out there. Yeah, oh, man. Are they ever red smash? Uh, <laughs> anyways, I don't know where they are because so Escobar was based at a Medellin, which is up in the mountains. Um, which in my mind is not like prime hippo sort of environment, but no, they imported them. Yeah. Yeah. That I knew, but I'm like, also like where the fuck are these things running wild? Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a bit of a weird one. I don't know where they are. <laughs> I didn't get to see any, uh, there's definitely a lot of them and they're actually apparently a really, really big fucking problem for Columbia right now. So. Well, and not just hippos being a problem. Cocaine itself is a bit of a problem. And the, the, I was thinking of the <laughs> when people were talking about cocaine hippos and whatnot. I was actually thinking the worst thing about cocaine is trying to use it in a public place. Like when we were younger, it's it's just it's near impossible to do. 
<laughs> yeah, you don't you don't look subtle doing it. No, the, the, no the best to it because even yeah, transferring from bag to hand or whatever the case. And no, I ain't doing it off the back of a toilet. I've seen people do that. That's disgusting. Oh, God no. <laughs> We got class. I mean, that's yeah. It's what toilet stalls and keys are for. <laughs> Not in the back of a toilet. That's how you get something else. That's right. <laughs> Never had a high like that, right? Uh, okay, let's uh, let's get into things here. We'll let we'll do our best, Christian. Appreciate you uh, working with us. Um, honestly, if there was anything I could do on this side of things, I would. Uh, I would. Oh, um, yeah, I'm, I and, apologize because I would have thought with uh, all this new technology that I have, things would be better, but uh, evidently not for whatever. God technology damn. makes things worse, Christian. We were supposed to have floating cars by now. Oh, shit. All right. And yeah, what do we got? Until Saturday, Werner had collected zero points when playing against the promoted team, uh, but were able to send fans into raptures after breaking that poor run of form with a scintillating performance against Darmstadt. There would be four goals scored during the game, with two being called back, one for offside and one for handball, which was really unfortunate as they took away from the overall performance Werner offered. Yes, you heard right. Werner dazzled spectators with passes to no one, botches in the box, long shots from bad angles, dives for penalties, defensive blunders, and a whole lot more. Oh yes, those four goals, they were all scored by a Darmstadt boot, though one would suggest the pass by Schmied, which ended up in the net, was his nicest on the game. Although the leading pass to find a striker in front of the net didn't find the striker, unless of course you count the absolute pinpoint pass from Njinma to Schmied in the first minute that Schmied managed to blunder. But grace is given because this isn't important. You know, like practice is. The best Werder had to offer was over at, <clears throat> was over after the first 15 minutes, where they, for reasons known only to Werner, retreated into their own half and played like whipped puppies the rest of the game. Personnel changes during the game had the quality of, an, of offering a hammer to someone to fix their headache. The long and short of it was after showing the after the, what we saw at the start of the game, they had what it takes to, to win at home against the worst team in the league, except Werder decided to play down to their opponent once more to take a single point against all promoted teams this season. An embarrassment of a performance and likely to go without consequence. What this game should communicate to fans of the club, but likely will not, is that there really is no need to discuss a top 10 finish when you refuse to take control of games against opponents who are well beneath your stature and ability. The game solidifies for me what many may have already been saying. Werder are not great this year, but they are significantly better than how unbelievably horrible the league is this year. Christian, you struggled through the, sh through the game. What were your initial thoughts? Um, I think we all kind of expected it just because of how we've been playing against teams that are less than us. Um, we tend to play down, uh, and then also play up. It's a really confusing thing. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. And there's obviously zero consistency involved. Um, I actually thought we were going to win this one, nothing, but I was not shocked that we almost lost it. Um, I, <laughs> Yeah, it, it was pretty frustrating. A lot of the same sort of shit we've uh, come to expect from Ole as far as substitutes. Um, also, you know what? The one one positive thing I'll take away from it, and I can't even remember if this is in my ups and downs, is the fact that uh, although Gross 
was sort of forced to start. Uh, I'm thankful it was against Darmstadt uh, versus, you know, a significantly superior team where he would have gotten absolutely rinsed. I'm sorry. I got distracted. It's all right. Juan just says we sold Bachhaus to Volendam for a hundred thousand. You'd better be trolling me, you dumb cuck. <laughs> <laughs> I saw nothing about it, so I'm going to assume he's trolling me. Someone, Probably where's trolling. where's someone I trust? King Ian, can you? <laughs> I don't trust anybody anymore in this group. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I guess we'll do uh, we'll do this for one because I decided I was going to get him back. We are going to go to our three up, three down in one moment. ESPN Plus Originals, the exclusive home of the complete thirty for thirty library, exclusive articles and tools, top leagues and tournaments. Best stories in sports on ESPN Plus. All right, let's get into our three up, three down. Thanks for holding on there. No worries. <laughs> you can still hear me. A-okay. Yeah, it, it's honestly, it, it, it's not all. It's it's all right. We're gonna we're gonna work with it. All right. Um, yeah. All right. So let's see. What do you want to start with? Uh, three ups or downs? Uh, let's do let's do the let's do the ups because I I need something good to listen to. Sure. Um, I said speed up the left wing. Uh, looked absolutely fantastic for extended stretches. Um, you know, it's I don't think anybody's particularly uh, surprised. Um, yeah, I honestly like it's tough to be particularly positive about this game right now. But the left wing did look really, really nice. And we were blown by guys pretty quickly on a regular basis. Um and uh, yeah, I think we'll probably end up seeing more of that provided Jinma uh, continues to play. Yeah. Um, next, I said Malatini, uh, who was the man of the match. Uh, I don't even know who they gave it to, but it should as fuck been Malatini. The guy's been brilliant. I'm absolutely irritated that there was even uh, any sort of consideration that he needed time to adapt the fuck out of here that guy was absolutely incredible he was all over the pitch uh i'm actually kind of curious to see what his stats were i'm afraid that if i take a look right now that I, you're not going to be able to hear me but fuck it i'll do it anyways uh, <laughs> let's take a look and see god damn all right so yesterday was the 24th fuck off all this horse shit favorites uh brilliant. Great to be back, folks. Um, so Malatini had a 7.1, only to be outdone by a couple other players. Oddly enough, Christian Gross had 7.6. This oh, well, you got to read the articles. He was amazing. Yeah, right. I mean, tactical genius. Brilliant player. Um, he had three clearances, one block shot, one interception, four tackles, um, 77 touches. His accurate his passing was just unbelievably accurate. He had 54 to 59 passes um, made, which is brilliant. Um, he had four to six ground duels one. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you can't really argue with that. And he's just a young guy too. So hopefully we'll hold on to him for a, a little bit longer. And he's, he stepped right into the defense and stabilized it immediately. Can you imagine how much better this kid would be? Had we sat him on the bench for six months? 
Oh, for sure. And then like loan them out and sell them for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> that I, you know, because he just has not got the the tactical nuance. Yeah. Of how this team operates, you know. You can't uh, can't expect him to even uh, seasoned players like Lean In. You know, yeah. they struggle. Yeah, yeah. They struggle to pick it up. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's not like they played in Europe or anything like that. You know. <laughs> um, so another, and then my final like top top uh, I guess thing would be no Bore. Uh, while he was on the bench, which is still moronic, uh, he did not play. He was not subbed in. Uh, it's long overdue. The minute they announced his fucking uh, contract with International, it should have just been thrown out the window. I don't know why this is still going on at this point. I, I'm tired of hearing people say, well, we need to make sure that we're out of, uh, we're out of uh, relegation. You know what? No. We got three other fucking strikers that are willing and able to do that. They should be starting over him. He has nothing invested in this club at this point. Um, he's not doing us any favors. I don't know why we're doing him any favors, if you can even say as much. But anyways, it's how, it seems anyways like some people have started to figure some shit out, and he's not even making the lineup, which I'll reiterate is long overdue. So those are my top three. Well, I doubled uh, I doubled up on the Malatini. Um, honestly, I, I don't think you've said everything I was going to say, and uh, I, I think it's fantastic. It's unfortunate, of course, that injury is the reason we're getting to watch him play, and if there wasn't injuries right now, we probably wouldn't be watching him play. But uh, the fact that he's been plugged in, he's playing well, uh, that is just fantastic. Fantastic. Absolutely happy for the kid. Uh, and he is a kid, everybody. Um, all right. So the uh, other up that I had here was uh, the wings worked, uh, if only for a little while. And again, so I'm doubling up on uh, something you mentioned earlier. Um, the interplay of dropping Schmid to work with Visor and dropping Njinma uh, to work with Agu uh, had its effect in the first half for probably around 30 minutes. Um, and these became very reliable outlets for Werder as as Darmstadt kind of looked to clog up the middle of the field. Um, but, to, you know, time and time again, both Visor, Agu, Njinma, as you've already mentioned, they found that space and time with the ball and they were running the width the field and it was great and uh, but in the second half there was a big drop off as uh, they started to really fail to find the right pass back into the box I mean I think we had like I think we had 20 crosses and we only found our target five times which again if you're going to play wing play and this has been said way too much on this podcast like if we're going to dedicate you know, to the wings. Uh, well, then we either the past quality has got to increase or improve, or the people that were playing up front in the striker role need to be able to either head the ball or bring the ball down. Not picking on Dukes, but kind of I am. Uh, and the third up that I had was the Lenin impact. And I think a lot of times, um, you know, we, we boast about the effect a player has on the game. And, and Lenin's most uh, noticeable impact was actually in his absence, right? So with 15 minutes remaining in the game and what should represent the final push by Werder, Lienen was removed from the game for Bittencourt. And, you know, Werder kind of piled on the offense, but it really became completely scant at the back. And Darmstadt just started cutting through the midfield uh, better than they had all game. And I, I think it just became very clear uh, just how effective Lienen is uh, improving the defensive performance, not to mention when he plays in the double six alongside Stea and uh, who himself also had another hardworking shift on the day. But uh, yeah, Lenin was is absolutely critical to this team. Uh, any thoughts on those three, Christian? Yeah, I'm sometimes really baffled by some of the substitutions. And I... And I <laughs> no. 
and I'm not saying this. I'm I'm saying this in like all sort of uh what's the word i'm looking for here like i don't think i'm smarter sincerity or <laughs> yeah yeah in all sincerity i'm not i don't think i'm smarter than ole Werner. um i don't think i could make it as a professional coach um and yet i see these substitutions and i do not see what he is trying to achieve you know usually these substitutions when i watch a game and feel people, I would love it if you could correct me because I want insight into this. Um, it's fairly obvious. You know what I mean? Like if you're, well, say you're winning 2 nothing, and you want to tighten up your defense. I get that. Or if you're down and you're throwing all your guys, you take off all your defensive players and just play like a bunch of like attacking players. I get that. You know what I mean? Um, what I don't understand is bringing on Leo Bittencourt it's like you know what i mean like he could be effective i don't think he's regularly effective it's it's who he brought him on for exactly and then you're willing to sacrifice your defense which is you know i basically like kind of like make work at the moment you know it's far from your starting 11 uh defense it's far from the defense that you has been incredibly stable over the last like what two months so you're now going to take off this one player who's been consistent and phenomenal and you're going to put on a guy who may or may not show up you know and it's not that i don't like leo but we all know that he's not like consistently an attacking threat um, I don't think anybody when he went on was like, oh, yeah, fuck, yeah, this is where the game's going to change. <laughs> you know? He did. Bittencourt did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Put me a coach. Ole. But I yeah. mean, like, why? You know what I mean? Uh, and you're now risking. It's already it's fucking stupid that we only got one point, but you're now risking that one point to get zero points. The, I mean, the. The only reason that the majority of us didn't go find a short rope and a wobbly stool after that game uh, was because they decided to completely obliterate the defense. And the only reason that we didn't go find that short rope and wobbly stool is because of a technicality where the ball touches a guy's arm that wasn't even extended from his body. Like if I was a Darmstadt fan, I would be, I would be so gutted, but you know, the only reason that that chance even happened was because of how in how stupidly uh, we were set up after uh, Lenin left the field. It, it just, it, it couldn't, it was, it was such brutal management, such brutal, yeah. brutal management. All right, let's, uh, let's go to uh, things that sucked. Christian, Outside of uh, what happened in Colombia, what sucked for you? Uh, make work defense. Uh, uh, just like, I mean, how sparse it is. Uh, and even now, what? how many players do we have on five yellows? Six? Yeah, we'll get into that. <laughs> I mean, uh, it shows our lack of depth and we're always just like kind of barely getting by, which is great because it builds character and all sorts of blah, <laughs> sound like blah, my father. Yeah, exactly. I feel like <laughs> my family. life is falling apart and I can't keep my head above water. It builds character. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it up. Yeah. Um, Rub some dirt in it. <laughs> yeah, it's been amputated. Um, yeah. Our make work defense. I mean, it, I guess it works ish. 
it wasn't fantastic to watch, and we still let in a fucking goal against the shittiest team in the league. Um, but it's, yeah, it's particularly frustrating. Absolutely. Um, let's see here. Next, I got the defense on the only goal. Absolutely goddamn atrocious. We just sort of watched them walk in there. Um, and once again, I guess that's a result of the make work defense. Um, it's kind of the standard goal that I think we're used to seeing happen against us, especially by teams like Darmstadt. Um, <laughs> and then the other, what, how many other goals got pulled back to? Yeah. Two. So there you go. This could have been a three, one game. Have we not been so goddamn lucky? Uh, um, <laughs> God. yeah, it's just absolutely which is what makes the thing so sad. Yeah, yeah, honestly, like genuinely so fucking sad. And then finally, and I'm sure you have this one as well, uh, is Dutch. I don't know. I do not understand how anybody is defending this fucking guy right now. Um, he's got a shit attitude. Um, he's not showing up coupled with the shit attitude. Often you can deal with a shit attitude when somebody is scoring goals or providing assists or doing something out there that's not yelling at his teammates and fucking pouting. Um, and that's all we're getting from him right now, you know? Uh, yeah, but the grass, the grass took him down. Yeah, Did, yeah. You saw that, right? It was the yeah, grass. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? That shit doesn't even get me as angry as just like his regularly. <laughs> like if he was able to drop penalty, I would have been fine with it. You know what I mean? I get that there are people who are fucking super shitty when it comes to this game. They're going to cry about everything all the time and do whatever they can to get any advantage. In some places, it's part of the footballing culture to like trick the ref. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm whatever. I don't give a fuck about that to be completely honest. I, what I do care about is his general presence, uh, or lack thereof in most circumstances, unless it's fucking super negative. Um, and the fact that he is just not being benched. Uh, we have once again, other strikers that should be starting and playing over this guy. And yet our coach continues to let him play. Lord knows why because he's not been proving himself as of late. So I don't know. Once again, if you got insight, please let me know. And I don't want, I don't want this sort of Twitter nonsense um, where, you know, he's the best player on the pitch. Sure. When he's on and he's not been on. So he's not been the best player on the pitch. You know, I need more than that. But this motherfucker should not be starting. Yep. That's right. Christian. <laughs> Huh. Always on point. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I did double up on a couple of uh, of the downs. Um, so the first one I had was the tactic chosen on the right wing. So the, the tactic was was to push Visor well up the pitch, and but oftentimes uh, Werner will have Schmied drop behind him to kind of cover up. Uh, in the event of a counterattack, but that didn't happen. Schmied was playing as a a top striker and or a, a dropping striker or maybe even a 10 position could be interpreted by his positioning on the field. And what happened there was it left Malatini exposed on a number of occasions, completely outnumbered on counterattacks. Uh, and the goal that we conceded was a great example. And you'd mentioned the first goal and the defense, uh, the, uh, the way that we looked, right? And the tactic chosen shows exactly why this happened. Um, we had pushed up the field. There was a sloppy turnover by Agu. 
granted, the, the turnover was horrible. Uh, but when the ball got switched to our right flank, there was absolutely nobody closing down the shooter. And Malatini couldn't be expected to not only cover that space and the two other guys that were running at him. Uh, this is an old problem, and it, it goes to coaching. 100% goes to coaching. Uh, the, the second thing that I thought was a sucky thing was the old young. So the best part of Young's game yesterday was the fantastic blowout fade that he's rocking. Uh, it's truly a masterpiece of barbering. Uh, for those of that kind of, I, I tend to follow some barbering and stuff like that. I enjoy it. Uh, but from the haircut down was basically awful. Uh, needless turnovers, bad challenges on defense, just sloppy all over the place. He was so bad. Uh, that even Gross was working his side of the field to cover for him on occasion. I'm about the nut. Oh, no. Oh, I'm about the nut. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this feels like one of those Colin radio shows in the morning. It's Weezer in the nut. <laughs> <laughs> I need a gong, right? And a rattler. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> And the the last uh, the last thing that sucked was just an uninspired performance all round. So it's honestly just another case where the sum is less than the total parts. And I'd mentioned this. It's not just this game, uh, but it's this team. And it's the way it has been for the last few seasons. Uh, the two Bundesliga, of course, being the exception, because I felt I think that we were just generally a better team on the field. But including the Kofeld era, this team seems to require like an individual effort or someone doing something special. It's so rare that we watch this team conquer opponents as a unit uh, where everyone kind of knows their role and there's a plan uh, that's crafted to deal with threats and to elevate our strengths. Uh, this game was just another one of those. At the end of the day, we didn't get one spark, one moment of brilliance from someone, which is why we didn't get a winning goal. And again, I lay that at the coach's feet. All right, let's. Uh, we got we got piles of stuff to get to, and honestly, every week, folks, there's so much to get to uh, that we obviously go light on some stuff. Uh, but we got a number of topics, not uh, not including all the questions that came in this week uh, for Christian to answer. So uh, we are going to get right to that. <laughs> ESPN Plus Originals. All right, so let's talk a little bit. <laughs> now, you know, you're you're starting to get me to think that we need, like, intro songs for each one of our parts of the show now. For each segment. Ridiculous as MAGA Sooner's intro, because it is still <laughs> my favorite. I fucking cackle every time I hear it. <laughs> <laughs> treat people with disabilities better than MAGA Sooner. <laughs> All right, well, let's uh, let's get into some of these topics. And uh, again, I'm just going to ask, lean real close to the microphone, Christian, so we can get you that I don't uh, just run you over and I can hear you. Uh, let's talk about Bore. Um, you know, you touched on it a little bit in uh, your three of your ups. Uh, last week, there was two statements from Verter personnel regarding Bore. Uh, from Fritz, we heard that the situation was going to get reassessed at the end of February. And from Werner, we heard that they would assess the situation at the end of February. And then he added, but we hold the reins of decision. And it, it was at this point that I stopped blaming Fritz for why Bore is still there. And now my direct, I direct all my attention on Werner. 
That statement is a power statement to demonstrate control in the situation. Um, and it was confirmed for me by Dijkstuba this morning that Ole Werner has the final say on Bore. Uh, that if the coach deems him necessary, he will be staying. And, and this immediately conjures up uh, the Dinchy story in my mind. Related? No. Uh, but a threat of consistency where I think we see Werner's man management style. I wanted to get your thoughts on that, Christian. Absolutely. I think it actually speaks to his, once again, his fear of using youth. Um, he prefers, no matter how good or bad um, a senior quote-unquote player is to a younger unproven or relatively unproven youth player um he simply does not trust kovnatsky does not trust uh Injinma or voltamata i mean you have three other strikers and we've seen what they can do with exception to kovnatsky because he's not had a chance to fucking play um and regardless of that bore whose mind is long gone whose heart is in fucking Brazil, you know, is still making the bench, is still a potential to play on the field. You know? Yeah, well, and... That speaks to Ole Werner, you know? Yeah, well, that's... Like I said, we, we start t- t- talking about what happened with Dinchy, um, and you start seeing where guys like Voltamad might start thinking, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sticking around here. I'm, I'm not getting my chance now. Uh, what on earth makes me think I'm going to get my chance tomorrow? Absolutely. And for what? I, I don't blame them one bit. I would definitely be considering that. And this is also, and we, we talked about this, I think, last time I was on the show. It wasn't last week. Um, but how long does Ole Werner have before he gets pushed out? Because supposedly, supposedly, the direction of the club is now to go and develop youth so we can sell it and make money and continue to exist. Obviously, you want to challenge and you want to, you know, hit Europe in some capacity. You want to be at the top part of the table. Um, But we're not doing that right now with the old men that he's using. Um, But he can't see that. He cannot see the forest for the trees. So at what point will they say, you know what? Thank you for your service, but you're no longer needed here. You no longer fit the image of the club or the direction we want to go in, you know? Uh, But he's certainly not being challenged on it right now. I mean, Fritz even said, uh, it's, I don't have the final say, you know, but I, I don't think people are reading between the lines on that one. I think they're just sort of like, whoa, blah, blah, blah. Although I do see more and more people starting to get irritated with the fact that the kids are not playing regularly and that Bore is still around. Yeah, I think there is probably a, a growing consensus that, you know, some, when you got that kind of talent and it's not being utilized, something is awry. Uh, all right, let's move on to the yellow cards conversation. So right now, uh, when it comes to yellow cards, Jung, Friedel, Stark, Weiser, Demont, Astaire, Lienen, and Schmid all have four yellow cards uh, going into the next year, uh, next year, next game. Um, can you lower it? You know what? All y'all can just fuck right off. I'm I'm talking I'm talking normally and Christian's trying to make this work. Can I lower my mic volume? Yeah. <laughs> of course it sounds like I'm yelling because you have to turn it up to hear Christian. I don't know. I can I can sit way back here. I'll I'll go like this. Maybe I'll turn I'll turn the other direction. So 
I was thinking that, uh, you know, with the, the way things were going here, I wanted to kind of go through a couple of scenarios. Is that, is that an improvement for everybody? Um, I wanted to go through a couple of scenarios that might make this absolutely shitty uh, for our team. I warned you last week that it's kind of only getting worse. The situation with Young is specifically untenable uh, because Friedel and Stark uh, won't be returning soon. So if, we, if something happens with, uh, with Young, it, it's, it's going to be brutal uh, for us. And as mentioned before, also – with Visor and Demont, with four yellows uh, now occupying both of our back corners, I guess, if you will. It's a horrid situation that we might be looking to play Bittencourt or Schmid in one of those roles again. And then to really drive it home, we also have Stea and Linen on four yellows, which if we end up having to use Bittencourt or Schmid to cover in, in one of the corners because of Demont uh, or Visor, then our midfield starts getting pretty skimpy as well, especially... <laughs> If Schmid ends up with five yellow cards, so you can see how this is becoming quite an, an issue for the team. Uh, we got a question coming up. I'm going to actually jump to that question right now. It's a, I think it's a would you rather, uh, which which deals with this one specifically. I got to scroll for a while. Okay, so would you rather, Christian? Most of our players on four yellow. Would you rather have most of our players that are on four yellow cards pick up their fifth yellow of the game before the Leverkusen? Uh, pick up their fifth yellow before the Leverkusen game. I apologize. Uh, or pick up their fifth or, you know, have one player every once in a while, pick up their fifth every week so that we're not missing any more than one of them, any given, any given game. So either like, like a bandaid, rip it off all before the Leverkusen game that we're likely going to lose anyway, or we just slowly and systematically every game, somebody gets their fifth yellow and then we just have to deal with that one. That's actually a really fun question. Who sent that in? I think that was Spivey maybe, or I have to check. It's a really good question, Spivey. I'd um, fuck man. Uh, I really don't know. On one hand, I do like the idea of just like tearing it off and getting it all done. Um, however, there's a potential then to like walk away with zero points, right? Whereas when you have just into one player a game, we'll say for however long. It's a little bit easier and there's a good, a better potential of actually still picking up points in every single game. Cause it's just one player. Right. Um, and assuming that everybody else is healthy and happy, maybe I'll go with like, that's a, a fantastic question. Um, probably one of my favorites yet. Uh, I'm going to go with one player per game. I feel like that is the most even keel safest route for some reason with no fucking data to back that up at all. <laughs> Pure intuition. So do, do, do yourself a favor. If you haven't been looking at the comments, uh, go check out the comments. Christian. <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, well, Christian does that. We're, we're going to set up uh, the other, the, the bigger story on the day, which of course is uh, what happened during the week. And uh, that is the sports director, uh, Clemens Fritz. So, um, you know, I, I did want to go through a couple of comments off Twitter. And I know already we're going to go over time, folks. I apologize for this. Uh, but we had a couple of different things that happened at the beginning of the show. Uh, and uh, and there's lots to talk about. But I wanted to go through th through some of the Twitter comments of people that were backing uh, Fritz as a, a great um option or even a, a reasonable option um, for us. And I wanted to go through these simply because of uh, 
Well, basically, I, I denounced uh, Fritz as an absolutely awful option for Werder Bremen last episode. Uh, so I wanted to go through some of these, and I, I just I picked them. I didn't. I just picked them as they were. I didn't cherry pick anything. I literally just went through, grabbed the first, you know, five or six of them. Uh, so we're just. I'm going to read these off. And uh, we're going to uh, have Christian and myself, we'll just react to these and then we'll get on to some of the meat and potatoes about it. Uh, so Christian, are you ready? Here's some comments on Twitter for why Fritz is a great option for Verda Bremen. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. We're fucking living, aren't I? Get in nice and close so everybody can hear you before we all because here's the first one. So before we all react negatively, we were under Fritz for the first six months. Bauman wasn't strong at the beginning, but he really proved himself in the long run. Sure did. <laughs> he sure did by getting us fucking relegated. <laughs> some particularly stupid signings. Oh, we're in agreement, but I think we're seeing two very different things, my friends. Well, proved himself in the long run. Like, I don't even understand what that statement's supposed to mean. I know. <laughs> in what capacity? I mean, we got relegated, came back up, and we've been fairly mediocre since. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Like so over some relegation. Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe it. Can you imagine that? I was, uh, you know, working for a company, and uh, in six years of working for them, I managed to lose them probably about thirty million dollars in, uh, you know, generated income, and uh, you know, some of their top employees to other companies and stuff like that. But in the last two years, I made us probably a, you know, mediocre uh, company. So in the long run, I've really proved myself. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'll reiterate, he's not wrong, just not in the manner that he's thinking. <laughs> all right. Uh, next uh, quote. Uh, here it is. I'm not surprised now. Let's all hope for the best. Good luck, Clemens. <laughs> now that can be read. That can be read in, in one of two ways. <laughs> right? I'm not surprised now. You know, blah, blah, blah. Or it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm not surprised now. <laughs> you know, good, good luck. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 it's questionable about where I stand on that one. Um, I, I'm not surprised. I don't think any of us are. No, I think maybe slightly. I'm like seventy percent not surprised because there was thirty percent holding out that Shicker was gonna be uh, was gonna be signed. But uh, God forbid we do anything like that. Um, so when it happened, I think most of us were just kind of resigned as it were. All right. Uh, here's the next one. Please give Clemens Fritz a fair chance. It can do, it can do it just as well as an external solution. There's no guarantee that someone outside would do it better. After all the means, I guess, or the resources are the same. Maybe one or the other will be pleasantly surprised. Um, that feels like a plea. I mean, to a certain extent, sure. I guess they're right. Um, I we we don't have any choice but to give him a chance, right? <laughs> uh, even even you know what I mean. Like I don't run the fucking show. Otherwise, he never would have been hired. Um, second of all, we have more means than we've ever had because we literally just signed a deal for what thirty or forty million. So we actually have more money than we probably had over the last couple of years. So that's wrong. Uh, and then what was the last statement? Uh, after all, the resources are the same. So that means whoever you hire, they're working with the same resources. Maybe not necessarily true either. They financially, it might be the same resources, but we don't know what kind of, uh, I guess, connections. other. People that's right. We know what sort of connections Clemens Fritz has because he's shown us over the years with his brilliant scouting. That's right. 
However, we don't know what Shicker has. I mean, we, we can probably assume that Shicker has better resources because of the money he's made in a short period of time at his position. So that's speculative. I, I'm, we're almost taking this from like a fucking <laughs> analytical standpoint. So that's speculative, and I would like to decline that sentiment. <laughs> well, this this idea, you know, it, we can it, it'll work. It can work just as well as an external solution using uh, Fritz. This is the exact same fan that when the coach is doing poorly, they say, "Well, who else would be better?" Right, yeah. and. and <laughs> It, it's like, well, okay, yeah, somebody from the outside could could do it well. Uh, Clemens Fritz could do it well, but that's why you look at the resume. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> that's why you don't just hire the fucking janitor. That's right. <laughs> don't know. Maybe he's going to be brilliant. Sure. Yeah, it could be, I guess. I mean, like, I could step in and be fucking brilliant, too. Chances of that are fairly low, um, considering what my history is like, oddly enough. Just like Clemens Fritz. All right. Last quote is from Clemens Fritz himself. Uh, Learning by doing is what has brought me the most so far and what has always been the right path for me up until now. That's brilliant. Uh, I I agree. You know, I, I learn by doing as well. The only thing is I don't have a club dependent upon my success. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> Learning by doing is okay with paint by numbers, not, yeah, not yeah, running yeah. a multi-million dollar company, putting, putting up shelves or something. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that's totally fine. But, uh, you know, with the d- potential demise of a fucking historical football club, uh, just for you. Nah, I'm good, bro. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go learn on something else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Well, uh, to to the facts, I guess. Uh, so announced on Thursday afternoon in Germany uh, that Fritz has officially, by unanimous vote from the board, has succeeded Frank Bauman as Werder's next sports director. Uh, so the news, I believe, has probably split the fan base as it seems to be happening more and more frequently. Uh, leading up to the announcement, it was kind of leaked that a potential contender to the position in Schicker might uh, might make it, but Fritz has endured and will secure the post, my guess is likely, for three or four years. So now last week I did, I went off a little bit on Fritz and was uh, mostly excited uh, that it appeared that the club had found a very competitive alternative option. Um, and it felt at the time that Werder were kind of standing on the precipice of, of a fantastic opportunity. Um, you know, having endured the results of a, of a hire like Frank Bauman, uh, who did take the most powerful chair at the club, having only player experience, um, you know, this was an opportunity that, you know, maybe they would opt to take the route uh, opt to not take that route one more time. Well, they, well, they did. And, and I'm going to tell you why. Um, I said it would be Fritz the day after they announced the vacancy. Uh, I said it, Fritz is going to get the job. I was genuinely hopeful though, folks. Last week, I was actually hopeful. Um, but I'm going to tell you why I believed it was going to be Fritz right from day one uh, and why I shouldn't have gotten my hopes up. Uh, I will also hopefully explain why Werder is, is in a pattern and refusing to move from it regardless of the results. So this is kind of my take. So things become normalized when there is no challenge. You you know, Christian, how many arguments do you win when nobody's arguing the other side? Right. How many how many fights do you win when nobody punches back? You know, and 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 it's why when you when you get on Twitter or Reddit 
and push back slightly, uh, you find out that most of these people aren't brilliant. Uh, they're not smart. They're not clever. They don't have great arguments. Uh, they don't really even have a you know kind of a core set of logical ideas that build a platform to support their thinking, uh, and they usually kind of resort to name calling and whatnot uh, shortly after a couple of exchanges. Uh, so when you have no opposition, there is no need to change course. And you know you you want to know why I get so riled up when I see gaslighting articles from the local Bremen media. Um, when you have no opponents, you can do whatever you want. There is no pushback. No pushback for any of the things that go on with this club. In the, in the last year, the largest growing segment of podcast listeners for this show came from Germany. So welcome uh, to all of our German listeners. I, we have They have actually just passed uh, the Canadians, making up more than 25% of our listener base. Why do you think that is? Do they just love to hear the same information in English? No. It's because there's there's no one around them with a love for this club that thinks and talks about the issues like we do. There's pushback here. There's an alternative viewpoint here. So let's let's talk about the sporting director position. Like why were just to further drive home my point, why were there 20 candidates? And the only names that we heard outside of Fritz and Schicker were all names that we already knew were absolute no-go zones. You know, people who wouldn't even consider the post, right? They threw out just ridiculous options that everybody knew were just, no, not going to happen. Yeah, Ruffles was one. Uh, Murtersacker was another one. Obviously not going to happen, right? So other than those names, the only ones they, they gave us was Fritz and Schicker. Um, so, you know, so stick with me now. <laughs> it's It's because they need to set up fake opposition. So like the media, uh, you know, Fritz can win when he's pushing through an open door. There's no real resistance here. There's no real competition. This is how human nature works. When there's no resistance, there's no pushing back, no one's raising objections, no transparency of process, things become normalized when they're not opposed. When, when you give the most powerful job at a club with tradition and glory to someone with absolutely no experience, when, when, we, when we normalized Frank Bauman, when failure became normalized, when, when Werder even managed to re normalize relegation, there was no consequences to management or anybody that was responsible. There was outcry from the fan base for a little while, but was there truly any pushback? Did any of the people pay for their failures? And the answer is no. See, it's again, it's, it's why I get mad at the cakewalk media. Most people won't push back on anything without, follow me now, alternative information. Now, I'm not getting on an Alex Jones kick here or anything, but, <laughs> and they're turning the frogs gay. Uh, there, the frogs gay. <laughs> there is and has been a system in place to protect this club from large-scale pushback. Yeah, there, there, are, there are people like us, uh, but we make up just a sliver of the alternative perspective. We're up against thousands, thousands of casual fans who may tune into their local media once in a while to kind of catch up on the club and nothing more. You can't expect them to have a different opinion. You can't expect them to say anything more than just like one of the tweets, you know, wish him all the best. No one has told them they could expect something more. So Dustin wrote me in a DM and I apologize for ranting, but this is what I do every once in a while. Dustin wrote me in a DM. 
He says, I hate how this team and board give me so much hope and then crap on it. What's the point of this whole charade if it was always going to be Fritz? And I responded with, the lie is the point. They, they do this because they can do this. They do this because they don't want to do anything else. And they will keep doing this because there isn't a system in place that will oppose them. It might sound melodramatic, but this week actually really had me uh, kind of internally questioning my emotional connection to this club. I mean, anytime I become emotionally invested with anything, a group, an entity, a person, whatever, uh, it, it puts me in a more vulnerable position. That's just a natural thing, right? Um, you know, and, and that means that they have the ability to hurt you, right? The more vulnerable you are with somebody, the more emotionally attached you are. So I, as a person likely due to past experiences, um, when I find that I'm becoming overly emotionally exposed in a situation, I try to catch it in time, you know, check myself. Right. And I think it's a healthy thing to do. I don't always believe, uh, what people tell me about themselves, but when they show me who they are, that I believe that I take seriously and I believe them. I believe what I see and experience from people and I guess entities, right? More than, than what they tell me. The decision this week to install Fritz as the new sports director has told me something about this club that is at odds with who I am as a person and the things that I value in life and my worldview, so to speak. I, I am a believer in meritocracy. You know, that might make me at odds with some folks, but if you are qualified for the job, you should have the job. I don't care what color, I don't care how many tattoos, I don't care how many arms you have. If you've got the skills, if you've got the experience, you have the job. What Verter has told me about themselves by what they did this week is that they are not concerned with meritocracy. They are concerned with preserving a system that green lights and red carpets individuals they like, preferred people, even at the expense of experience, expertise, and results. So this doesn't sit with me. I was I was genuinely hopeful with the supervisory board kind of having been reorganized not long ago a little bit that Verter was at a place to kind of make its first steps out of the nepotism pit that they've dug for themselves and they threw themselves into in 2016. They are not prepared to learn from their mistakes. They are not prepared to say they've even made mistakes. They are not prepared to allow qualified outside voices to bring new impulse and perspectives into the club and how it operates. If you are not preferred, you're not considered, right? So since our stat, like, and so these are some of the questions, Christian. Sorry, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna throw it to you here because I'm going a little too long here. But, but since when has our stature dropped to the place where we've become the testing grounds for people in the position, like a sports director? It is is Verter no longer a place where qualified people want to work? Like, obviously not. With, with the one reasonable name linked to the job, you could hear even from him that he didn't think he had a chance at Verter. And, and, and just how much, you know, he, he already knew that his candidacy didn't stand a chance. Like, wh when did this happen to our club? When, when, did, when did this become okay? Verter has set in motion a continuation of a failed dogma that will haunt this club for at least another two to three years. They have willingly chosen to participate in nepotism and privilege to a specific class of person without regard for qualification and experience, which I believe runs completely counter to what this club promotes. Fritz is not at fault. He's a product of a system that can't be bothered to get out of its own way.
An old boys club that's fine with watching it all burn to the ground, so long as they're the ones with the gas and the matches. In fact, uh, you know, it it, it kind of sounds like someone who's willing to damage their own situation, their own entity, in preference to opening up the possibility of some outsider doing good work. All right, end, end of rant. Christian, your thoughts on that? <laughs> No, I don't think you're wrong. I think it's uh, it can be both things, right? Like on one hand, we've made it uh, basically impossible for outsiders to join. And I think a lot of outsiders are probably pretty content not to join because it is such a fucking, uh, I guess, self-filating environment. You know, we're nice. Our own. He liked that one. Eh? <laughs> Picture, picture the ankles up around the back of your neck. Um, yeah, it's it's fucking brutal, man. Like, and and I don't think people see it happening. And this is kind of what we were talking about. I can't even remember who was involved in it, but there is unfortunately with the fifty plus one rule, uh, which I'm once again I'm very much in favor of. I think it's brilliant because it keeps you know chechenian warlords from taking over our, our our club that we love so much and destroying it but on the same hand it, it also leads to very provincial thinking uh small scale thinking mm. uh the sort of thinking that we see now whereas if it's not from us then we don't want it you know it's almost like we're we're fucking like a small tribal community on an island and outsiders are, are frightening and dangerous and you'll ruin this beautiful little thing that we have well i got news for you it's not really that fucking beautiful right now you know this isn't that nice a place are we ter- are we at our worst no we've kind of passed that but there's still potential you know and yeah the argument could be oh there's always potential sure however what you want to do is lessen the odds of that happening um, <laughs> and we're not we're not making any steps in that direction as of right now yeah so, you know totally that's uh, yeah i'm i'm about like i said i i'm really having to check myself with sure. the with the amount of emotional investment I have in this club at this point in time. Cause I actually believe what they did this week, uh, contradicts the, some of the values that the club stands for. Yeah. Well, here's, you know what, this is what I'm also curious about is with that loan talking about the new direction. Um, how much of that is true? How much of that is just saying it? Um, you know what I mean? Like, or like, <laughs> Not being a hypocrite, but saying like, okay, well, what we want to do is we want to develop youth. Um, we understand that's the future. Cool. I mean, people have been doing it for 20, 30 years now. Probably shouldn't have been doing that ages ago. Better late than ever. But are you going to take the actual steps is the next question. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, do you, do you fully actually believe what you're saying to the point where you are willing to uh, fire the coach if he's not doing what's necessary, uh, fire the chairman, fire the board, or get anybody out of the way if you truly fucking believe that? Or is this a lot like the um, sort of, what was it? We had like a, a partnership with Juventus. Do you remember that one? Yeah. Years yeah. Ago? Yeah. Or is this <laughs> like that partnership that we have with Juventus? You know, whatever that is. Like it's, we just sort of said, said we have it and then nothing fucking came to be. You know? Well, we felt we felt really good about that, and that's the and that's the main thing, right? Yeah, and that's exactly. but exactly what you described there, Christian. That's why I say I'll believe what you do, 
Um, I'll take you seriously when you say this, when you, when this is who you are, uh, I I'll, you know, and what you say, okay, that, that gets you so far, but when you start doing stuff, then, then I'm going to believe it. Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's get to some bet, bet on it or against it. We'll try and rip through these real quick and we'll get sooner on, um, and we'll see if he's having mic problems. <laughs> ESPN Plus Originals. I'm doing that just to hopefully piss off Juan. That's literally the only person I'm doing this for. All right, let's do so. <laughs> All right, Christian. Uh, and honestly, thanks for uh, leaning into the mic there for the last segment. I actually, I heard you fairly well there. That was good. Uh, bet on it or against it, Christian. Fritz is going to get the team relegated before he gets fired. Oof. Uh, I don't think it'll happen, but I think if it does happen, yeah, he'd get fired after they got relegated. Even then, there might be a hard time with that. They might hold him around a little bit longer because I'm sure there's all sorts of other people we can blame but him. <laughs> well, and, then, and that's when I was talking about they've normalized relegation, right? If you didn't fire Bauman after you got relegated, why would you fire Fritz? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, bet on it or against it. Jans is gone within two years. Dude, that fucking hurts even hearing or thinking about. It's like when you've got a girlfriend and uh, somebody's like, yeah, I slept with so-and-so. Like, oh, I really don't want to fucking know or hear that. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, unless, you know what? They could be, this is okay. This is, I was thinking about this while you were talking. And I don't believe it. I don't believe it. But imagine, imagine that Fritz has been hampered by Bauman and he's actually a fucking genius. <laughs> so now when he takes over, we're going to see the full spectrum of his genius. Uh, but no, I, I wouldn't be shocked if Jans is gone in like two years time. He's going to get a better offer elsewhere and succeed. And he's going to develop some incredible kids and work with a coach who knows what he's doing. Well, I need to I need to believe that he's going to stick around. I think he's already proven his value that hopefully Werder Bremen will um, will incentivize his stay if they can. Uh, I'm going to bet against it. So uh, bet on it or against it, Christian. Werder will regress under Fritz. Uh, no, I think we'll probably just toe the line. It'll just be more of the same shit. Maintain? Yeah, maintain, which is still like pretty volatile and not that great. And last bet on it against it, Gross or Grob will play next season. Yeah, for sure. I bet on it. You think so? Yeah, for sure. He's part of the Verder family. You know what I mean? Um, He has so much to offer still. He's only like 107. (laughs) Uh, Honestly, I I don't actually believe the part about he has a lot to offer, but I do. He's just a kid. Yeah, exactly. No, but think of the story, as Juan keeps saying. Uh, that's right the context the context yeah, yeah, exactly. it's like so much more than the actual uh context of the sport like winning and fucking succeeding like that that context is no bearing on anything else we like the fairy tale bullshit um you know what i mean it's like a fucking disney movie and i hate hate fucking disney i hate it <laughs> i hate it so much don't even try and tell me if you have kids nah man fuck that shit <laughs> I mean, it uh, it definitely uh, is big on necromance, uh, so I'm you know. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you. I'm into. Yeah. <laughs> Are they, the dead? You might 
actually have me going there. I might be a little. <laughs> uh, I actually I've got uh, got two listener questions here. I want I I forgot about these. I apologize. Those are sent you in sentiment. I I don't want to miss them. Uh, how many times do you think we would have to play Darmstadt and Heidenheim this year before we would beat them? Well, we're at four right now. Some yeah, so if we just kept playing them over and over again, how long would it take for us to actually beat them? Six to eight. <laughs> I I would bet that we would probably never beat Heidenheim. Yeah, that's also fair. <laughs> Darmstadt, I think we could. <laughs> eight, eight win. I, yeah, yeah, that's fair. I wasn't even thinking like one each. I was thinking like just one win. <laughs> At a bull team. Uh, all right, last question. What are you willing to endure to see Fritz or Ole Werner fired? Uh, <laughs> man, it's like... If you can't tell, it's a dusty question. How many nails do you want to drive into your penis? I don't like, you know, I don't want to endure anything. I just want them fired. And here's the thing is, like, I'll reiterate back to our relegation. Um, we didn't see anybody fired when we got relegated. So like, no, there's going to possibly get before we see a firing, right? Well, Kofeld got fired. So I guess that counts. We, we fixed it there. We fixed the problem. Yeah. 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 yeah that's right. I forgot about how, uh, Herr Schaff came back and saved us. That was brilliant. That's it. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's get this thing rolling here. We'll get sooner on. Uh, I got to get his tune in music here. Is a very, very good friend of mine. Sooner, sooner, maggot, sooner. It's a rig system. Maggot, 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 sooner. Nobody can do it like sooner. Nobody builds walls better than sooner. Nobody's better to people with disabilities than sooner. You totally accept the results if I win. And sooner isn't here. <laughs> This is going to go down as one of the worst shows. <laughs> Only due to technical difficulties on this one. I, I'm still absolutely livid that I like, this is supposed to be a top of the line fucking phone and I've got to have it pressed up against my nostrils for you to hear me. I, I am here. I switched from my computer to my, uh, to my iPad for, I don't know, trying to make, that, that's what worked better the last time, so. Can you keep them both on so we can get the feedback? That's why I was trying desperately not to. As soon as I heard my theme music, all right, I'm going to shut this down first. <laughs> oh, my but word. I guess this maybe that, that's maybe what we, what we really needed. So, um, yeah. Well, we want to make sure people get their money's worth, and I think they are today. I, I would say so. <laughs> all right. Uh, sooner. So, um, yeah, before we get into things, uh, there was a question that came from Michael as well as a question that I was going to ask regardless. Um, but since Michael asked, um, I'll try and, you know, we'll try and make it, you know, a little bit. Uh, he, he's, I, I genuinely, I think I'd vote him too intelligent for our group. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but he asked the question, and I, I like I said, I was going to ask some form of this as well. Uh, prior to the Mainz game, you wrote a blog about how the coming stretch of games, so the last four games, uh, was going to show Werder's uh, true face. Now, you know, the four games are over, so tell us, what is Werder's true face? Right, yeah. So I, I'm going to try and not say a ton, like, like, like answer it in, with, with too much, because I think it's going to be part of my blog post uh, for the week. But I, I think it, I, I find it's interesting that you used uh, this is what you're talking about in the Fritz, uh, uh, 
uh, like 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 in in your kind of tirade on on the Fritz appointment and is that uh, <laughs> my diatribe because because I also use the phrase like like when 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 someone shows you who they are you should believe them absolutely and, um and so that that was going to be like what what this was for me with Fritz Bremen and uh, I think I think that the first thing that came to my mind was I was like in the so so who is Werder? Uh, in the words of of uh, American football coach Dennis Green, they are who we thought they were. Um, and uh, I, I know that like for for you know some people like me maybe we're also we're kind of cautiously optimistic things could be a bit different. But like it's just um, unfortunately I think it's you know it's, it's the it's more or less the, the the same old Verder. I do I do think um, that. I do stand by the fact that the team is uh, a bit of a different team than it was from like January to September of 2023. I mean, like that's not saying very much because we were we were really bad <laughs> during that phase of the of the season. Like we were like Darmstadt or like Mainz level bad uh, in that in that run of games. So I do think that we are a different team than we were like during that stretch. But how, how different? Not, not nearly enough. And, um, you know, I mean, like, like, like what game I, I always expected those four games to be tough, but like what game from those four games? I mean, I'll ask you, Ben, uh, you ask all the questions on the show. People don't usually ask you questions. What, what <laughs> game do you think from, from those, from that run of four Mainz, Cologne, Heidenheim and Darmstadt, what, what was the best game that Werder played? Freiburg. No, no, so that, no, no, uh, you're right. Okay, yeah. Yes. So that is actually that's a good answer. Uh, well, for for sure. It when and and this is uh something that we speculated and uh Bremen have proven that when you give them a, a situation where they can be in control, they refuse to take it. When you give them a situation when they are the favorites, they refuse to play it. When you give them the situation where they can, you know, form their own destiny, they walk away from it. They hide. They yeah. do, they ref, they refuse to assert themselves when they need to, and that has been Verta Bremen through and through for years now. Uh, when it needs to get done, it can't get done. It's you know, and and yeah, we were, I think we were all hoping for something different because we saw something different against Bayern and Freiburg. Um, but the reality is, again, I have no idea. I have no earthly idea why these knuckle draggers are talking about us going to Europe or even top 10 finish when when you cannot impose yourself in games like this you will not be a top 10 team it is just it's not possible anyway it will, and it's and like i mean honestly it's it's probably would be i mean i know some other people were saying this and i mean i mean watching the last 4 weeks i mean thinking about if we were going to go play in the group stage of the conference league you know six matches eight matches in the conference league i mean God, what a what what a train wreck that would be! But I mean, it, it, the only other thing I would point out is like, as you start to see like what's happened between like January and now, some of those like big wins and big results start to also, you know, make some sense. Uh, I mean, like Bayern. I mean, I'm not trying to sit here and say that Bayern is an absolute shit team, but they're they're in rough form. They're 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 yeah. they've been playing down to a lot of people. They yeah, we're, uh, we're we're not we're not special this year by beating them. Put it that way. <laughs> Freiburg, uh, we they, they played four games in the league since uh, we since we beat them, three losses and a draw. Um, Leipzig, the big Leipzig tie, which I was really and I think a lot of us were very excited about. Leipzig in their last seven games has four losses. 
Um, you know, these are we're, we're not beating Leipzig that like finishes third in the league routinely. We're not beating Freiburg, who's on the pace to finish in the top five of the league. Um, so I think that some of those results were a bit of a mirage. And then, they, like you said, they, they don't have the killer instinct. And uh, I think that they don't have the solid game plans that you need. And also someone who knows how to really use. I mean, the fact that Justin Jinma came off like in the 60th minute, I think, in every single one of the last four games or didn't start. Uh, uh, every like he he didn't play into the 90th minute, 85th minute, or one single time. Our best offensive player. Um, I think that it's a it's a bit of an indictment. I mean, I, I, some people would say that indictments have been you know coming already for Ole Werner. This shouldn't. This is not the first one, but it, I mean, like it is like certainly it was an opportunity, and uh, I think that he he was one of the biggest people with uh, with a failure uh, in this run of form. So yeah, I I would say that I mean it's. We, we're, 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 I, 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 I wrote the blog and I said we're either going to be like a team that looks like a European team that's ready to climb the next step of the ladder or we're going to look like a, a relegation candidate who got on a, on a bit of a hot streak. And, if, if, uh, if we make it, if we make it even to the top 10 this year, it's going to be very similar to like when they were building all of the uh, suburbs back in the 50s uh, and everything looked exactly the same as everything else. And it was reported many, many times that guys would come home drunk from the bar and walk into the wrong house because they all look the same and jump into bed with somebody else like that. That's going to be us if we get to the top 10. We are going to accidentally get into the wrong house, drunk out of our mind and hop into bed with the wrong people. Right. And then we're going to be, whoa, we're here. We, we made it, right? <laughs> like in Berlin, honestly, like it's a, a but worse off because I think they're better organized. Yeah. Anyway, let's, uh, yeah, let's get to uh, the contest and to your lock of the week. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll talk about Hoffenheim a little bit here real quick. I just try to run down a couple things. So Hoffenheim, we played, I, I mentioned this in Discord a couple times, so you might have heard it before, but we we played them on October the 7th, and obviously they played 16 other teams since then in the league, you know, uh, and uh, they have won three of those games out of 16. They, they, they got the third one today. They beat Dortmund 3-2. to two. Um, They've taken 15 points from... 48 possible and uh, I said that's very to Bremen football baby I mean uh, they're <laughs> playing like Verde normally does um, defense is a pretty big problem for them uh, they're like 15th in the league in, in goals allowed per game they allow 1.9 and they have only one clean sheet on the season um, but a bright spot for them is kind of an interesting uh, a little bit of a slight paradox not not a paradox but just an interesting thing that goes against that is Oliver Bauman having a really really good season in goal for them he has 92 saves which is the number which is the best in the league uh, I don't know if he's been getting on the the, the, the German national team roster but uh, he should probably be one of the goalies that they're thinking about taking to the Europe uh, the Europa League or the Euro, um, the Euros this summer um uh, Andre Kramer, so some some players that are also playing well for them. Maximilian Bayer, he's really really good, like a 21 year old kid. He's has 10 goals th- uh, this season. Um, he scored two today against Dortmund. Kram- uh, Andre Kramaric has eight goals. He's he has 56 chances created, fourth best in the league. Anton Stach is a cent- central midfield midfielder for them. He has 52 interceptions. That's that's the best in the league, and like no one else is really that close. Uh, 
and um, now yeah, they're they're uh, they're a really good passing team. Um, they're uh, they love to they're they're above average in crosses and passing accuracy, and they are also really good at uh, not 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 all the time, but they can definitely um, they they got two goals today, for instance, uh, from generating pressure and. Uh, uh, getting turning the ball over in the final third, um, winning possession in the final third. So um, I think that's going to kind of bring me to my lock. Uh, my lock this week is going to be over three and a half goals. Um, Hoffenheim's not a very good defense. I mean, they have a good goalie, but their de- defense has been pretty rough. And our defense, uh, yeah, I, 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 I think that there's a slight chance that maybe Stark could be back. Maybe uh, I think that Ole Werner has said that, that that it's not completely off the table. Like last week, he said that. But um, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be Gross and Jung and Malatini, and uh, I think that uh, it's going to be a couple of rough defenses out there. Uh, some goals are going to be scored. This, these two teams combined for five goals last time they played. So um, that's going to be my lock. I'm going to go over three and a half goals in Werder Hoffenheim next weekend. Sure. You better lock it up. You lock it up. Ooh, that's a big lock, all right. I was also thinking we should probably do okay because I am starting a GoFundMe uh, to amass a large pile of money to buy piles of cheese for Nabi Kaita. And hopefully, uh, with enough cheese, uh, he can get off the can, uh, bung him up a little bit, and get him out on the field. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know that, I don't know why that reminds me of a, a, a sketch with uh, uh, Dr. Steve Brule, who's like this uh, TV, like uh, it's, a, it's like a character that's played by John C. Riley, And he's like, he's like, gives a really, really terrible medical advice. And there was one where he's going through a calendar of like all the, the days that he like had diarrhea and say, like, oh, these days I had too much cheese. And so then I was constipated. I don't know why. So there, there's, there's sweet there's, berry wine. Sweet berry wine. <laughs> so I mean, some people know about Doctor C. Brule. Cool. <laughs> rules, rules. Rules, rules. Watch them after this shit. It's so good. <laughs> All right, let's get to the contest here, and uh, then we can put our listeners out of their misery of having to uh, jack the volume up and down, up and down. <laughs> let's do it. Uh, although our our listeners, I think, do love jacking it up and down. Um, let's, uh, <laughs> Let's, uh, so, so in the contest, only one person this week took any sort of points from the match. Um, that was Dustin. He picked a two-two draw. Um, <laughs> I think Juan's doing this everywhere. I decided pick four twenty sixty-nine. I think that uh, so Juan's going to be going for my over three and a half goals. I think as well. Uh, if he thinks that's going to be the score. Um, in, so, so the overall standings though, we got Gepi still on top uh, with thirteen points. Uh, in uh, second place with nine points is El Comandante and Le Chef. Uh, I've got eight points with Spivey as well. And then Dustin, Struett, and uh, Christian all have seven. Big Ben, uh, Dr. Tim, Ian, McHugh all have six. In 12th place, it's Cacophony, Dirt 13, Lohena, and Matt Miller with four, uh, five points. Uh, ben, uh, Juan, uh, Mohammed, and uh, Brian. Uh, and Jay and Mark all have three and then uh, Condre and Arun each have two points and a boring Anna still looking to get off the runway uh, boring there. Anna's looking to get off folks <laughs> get off the runway right get get, uh, get somebody off. get her off 
Get her. <laughs> what times can we say it? He's um, in 24th place. I want to point out that if I can get uh, one match perfect, I will move from like what is it, 14th or something, to fourth. Or uh, it's it, it's that uh, it's that close. So it's, keep it's uh, a it's the to Liga table in our in our contest right now. Yeah, so keep uh, keep sending those uh, those picks in on the Kick Tip app for for sooner. I guess to do nothing now. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's behind Geppy Kingy and shove it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm barring Geppy from the contest next time. He's not allowed to participate. Well, that's a choice. <laughs> One I salute. all right uh okay so we did uh yeah we did the lock we did the contest i think we're all cleaned up here for the day uh thanks for putting in the extra time guys um and yeah hopefully uh you know chris christian can go shake down somebody for you know their set of uh of airbuds and uh, airbud that was a terrible movie going to disney phenomenal fucking movie a dog that plays bad was it always just basketball no, I think there's like a series, and I think he plays football in one, probably plays soccer in another. Yeah. I wish I was joking. I'm pretty fucking sure I'm correct on this. I love that you know this. That's what Hollywood does whenever they have an idea. They're like, hey, let's just uh, let's milk the shit thing. out of it. Yeah. yeah. Rack this. Yeah. Skeet shooting. <laughs> fucking Airbud 20. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks you both. Thank you both for joining uh, joining us today. Thanks everybody for listening live. Honestly, this is probably one of the funnier shows as far as watching the comments. <laughs> thanks everybody for your participation, and uh, we'll catch you next week. We'll see how things turn out. It's Have a, a great night. Game. It's a Sunday game again, by the way. Boo! Delightful. Yeah. All right. Hey. See y'all then. Ciao. 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 <laughs>